Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 19 The Road to the West Part 1 And All That Couldn't Be The next day, Dorothy and Mister were escorted from the comforts of the Green Palace and back to the white entrance of the city where they were once again greeted by the ugly munchkin. All without saying a single word, he took the goggles off, pulled a large lever, and opened the big black door before pushing them out. The door closed behind them with the same loud, earth-shaking rumble as when it opened. Jeez, not even a good luck? Dorothy said, looking behind them, at the now sealed-off entrance. She looked back at Mr., who was given a snazzy new body. <laughs> Hardly recognized you, she said with a smile. You look nice. His new look was nice. His head was the same, but his face had been refreshed with a new coat of paint. He had a new Panama hat, which was green while it was in the green city of Emerald, but was now instead bright white. And now he had a smooth suit jacket. Like the hat, the jacket was green within the city walls and white outside of them. The inside of his jacket had a small pocket, just the right size for the infinite spool and his never-dulling needle. His legs were made up of a soft white khaki-type material that ran to his feet where his new boots had been sewn on and attached. I feel nice, he said with a smile. He chuckled as he struck a pose in the light of the morning for Dorothy to admire. It was a good little vacation living in the city. But no matter the comforts, she was ready to get back to Kansas. They moved westward to the gray desert. They spent the entire day walking. They passed through hills and valleys, villages here and there that weren't quite as friendly as Marvin's, but far friendlier than the first they encountered. They wandered through a dense, though strangely unthreatening, forest in which the trees kindly gave them food and cleared a path. Dorothy was not sure if the word had somehow spread of her last run-in with a forest, or if these trees were just friendly. Either way, it was nice. The day was coming to an end as the sun was setting, and they had not yet reached the gray desert. Dorothy set up a small campfire, and the two of them called it a night. Mister took his new coat off and balled it into a pillow, and Dorothy curled up on the ground and peacefully drifted off to sleep. She found herself sitting on the front porch swing next to her mother. It wasn't M and Henry's farm, though. Dorothy wasn't any younger, and her mother wasn't any older than she was the day she died. In dreams, the inconsistencies of your imagination are negligible. They go unnoticed, and when you do actually notice them, you simply don't care. 
The two of them looked out over the field in front of them, the golden wheat swaying in the gentle breeze, the fireflies glowing brighter as the evening grew darker before it turned into night. I miss you, Dorothy said without looking at her mother. I miss you too, her mother replied, looking at her daughter. It's not fair, Dorothy said. Having to speak to you like this. Like what? In my imagination. My dreams. <laughs> there's, there's so much I want to tell you. There's so much that has happened. And I can tell you now, but what difference would it make? You wouldn't believe me anyways. Maybe you would, I don't know. Dorothy struggled to find the words, to find the right place to begin. It wasn't all Oz, after all. Like, just some days, I just feel like I'm fighting just to breathe, you know? It feels like I'm just struggling to just, to just hold on. And sometimes... I don't even know if I want to hold on anymore. Like, is it really worth it? <laughs> what do I have? Who do I have? Just, I've lost so much. It's just like, God. I just find myself asking over and over and over, is there anything left? Anything at all? Dad's gone. You're gone. I just... What is left of me? Without you, Em and Henry, they try, kind of, and even then, you know, I'm just, just fighting to get home, just to get out of this place. <laughs> I've been traveling with a scarecrow. <laughs> Literally. A scarecrow. And he talks. And he comforts me. And he helps me. There's this man. This tin wood man. <laughs> and he's evil. 
God, I've never seen someone so evil. And he travels with a lion. A goddamned lion. Yeah, there was a witch, and I killed her with my house. It wasn't this house, though. I don't even know what this house is. Or where this house is. And then there's a wizard. A fucking wizard. And he told me, if I ever want to get back home, I have to kill another witch. And I don't know how to do that. And I don't think I can. But I'm trying. Just trying to fucking get there. I want so much for this pain to just go away. For this lifetime of misery and hurt and bad memories to just fucking go away. And I don't know how to do that. To make it go away. And I tell myself I would just... I would put up with it all. I would handle it so much better. If you were just... still here... I would be okay. Life would be okay. But you're not. And it won't be. Because I'm going to wake up and you're going to be gone. And I probably won't even remember this. I just fucking hate it so much. I fucking hate it so much. Dorothy's mother slid off the swing, down to her knees, bringing herself face to face with the tear-filled eyes of her daughter. It is going to be okay, she said, placing a hand to Dorothy's face. Everything will be okay. I promise. We will meet again. In a much nicer place. She placed her other hand to Dorothy's head and pulled her close. She kissed her on the forehead the way all loving parents do. And in that moment... Dorothy felt the pain and anguish of her lifetime disappear. It faded away and dissolved into nothingness. It felt as though a tremendous weight was lifted from her shoulders. She was calm, relaxed. She could finally breathe again. She looked up, and her mother was gone. But she did not feel sad and alone. She felt 
peaceful and rested. She watched as the sun began to unset, as the sky turned from black to orange to blue. And when she awoke, she felt better than she had in a very long time. She got up and kicked the remains of the fire out and returned the jacket to Mister with a kind exchange of thank you and your welcome between the two of them. Together, in a much welcomed state of happiness, they continued on their way.